Welcome to the Creative Soul Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Van Doren, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of creativity and spirituality and discover what lights up your creative soul. Thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. I am your host, Leia, as always, and I'm dropping in today for a special solo episode. I'm recording this just a few days before I'm going to release it, and I wanted to just sit down and chat with you all, connect with you, share with you what's going on in my life, some of the things that I'm learning, and yeah, just kind of wanted to process through some things with you. I'm currently sitting in my apartment in Washington, D.C. If you listen to the season two solo episode, you'll know that I am currently living in Washington, D.C. with my now husband. We have been married for just about four months, which is so wild to say because, man, it does, like it feels like time this year has just been so wild. I don't know if you've experienced this, but I feel like 2023 has gone by in the blink of an eye, but also things just also feel so long ago. It's like one of those weird things. But yes, I can't believe that the wedding was only four months ago, or I don't know, it feels like it was way longer. But yeah, if you listen to that episode, then you'll know that I've been living in DC for the fall. We have about another month here, and I'm sitting here recording this episode for you all, and I just got back from a girls' retreat weekend in San Diego. So my friends and I, some of the girls that went to the Puerto Rico magic retreat back in December 2021, we got together for a little soul sister nourishing creative retreat weekend. And I want to tell you all about that because there was so much magic and goodness that really transpired there. And then I'm also about to fly out to Florida tonight because I am (laughs) pet sitting my mother-in-law's dogs. She has three dogs and two cats. And a year ago, they asked me to pet sit at their house in Florida while they were planning a vacation. And I said, yes, not knowing that I would be in DC at this moment in time, not knowing, you know, where I would be in life because that's typically how I live. I never know where I'm going to be. And if you know me personally, then you know that I am not an animal person. I am not a dog person at all. I do like cats, but I am allergic to cats. And when I also said yes to this, I didn't know that there would be cats involved. So I'm kind of just looking forward to (laughs) seeing how this week will go with Leia surrounded by three dogs and two cats, which again, if you know me personally, that is a hilarious thing to imagine because it's so out of my comfort zone. But I'm about to leave for that trip tonight and I've just been doing a lot of travel, a lot of spending time with family, And yeah, I really enjoyed this chapter living in D.C. It's been really cool to be out in society, be out in civilization, because normally we live in Michigan in the middle of nowhere. And if you've been listening to this podcast for the last couple of years, you know the whole saga of us moving to Michigan and me just having such a big period of adjustment, you know, living in a completely foreign to me place And Michigan is really where I fell in love with nature and fell in love with herbalism and foraging and what's really sparked my path of, yeah, reclaiming my connection to the land and which 
reclaiming my connection to land and returning to the land and allowing myself to belong to nature has actually brought me deeper and closer back to home, back to this feeling of belonging within myself and connecting with the land, the nature. Herbalism has also deepened my connection with my ancestors. And I've been really on this journey the last couple months. I mean, really, maybe this whole year. Actually, when I went to South Africa last year, it was really when I felt like this was sparking for me. But really connecting to my ancestors and wanting to learn who my ancestors are and knowing their names and knowing their stories and knowing where they were born and where they came from. And I've learned so much interesting information, especially in the last couple months, actually. I, I think I shared I shared this partly partly some of this on the season two life update episode. But being in DC, I'm living close to my dad's sister and his mother. So my grandmother. And on that side of the family, they have a lot of information on the ancestors. They have whole books of their genealogy, which I recognize is such a privilege in and of itself because I know many people, you know, sometimes don't have access to this information about their ancestors. But I've been blessed that people in my lineage have really passed down the knowledge. So I'm literally sitting here in my office looking at some of those genealogy books right now from the lineage on my dad's side. And I shared this story on the social life update season two but I'll just mention here quickly that in this discovery of looking into my ancestry I discovered that I had an ancestor that actually died and was hit by a train right in the town that I was living in in Michigan and that I will return to in about a month which is so wild because I moved to Michigan you know moved to the middle of nowhere not knowing anyone or not knowing anything about it had no idea that anyone in my lineage had lived there and discovered that, yeah, someone had tragically passed, you know, 15 minutes away from where I was living. So that was wild. And as I've been diving into, you know, the genealogy on my dad's side, I was really feeling, I was feeling really sad that I don't have a lot of connection to my mom's side. And on my mom's side, my mom is from Russia. She grew up in the Soviet Union and immigrated to the States in the 80s. So before the Soviet Union even fell, she immigrated to the United States. And my she met my dad while she was in Russia and he brought her over. But I was feeling like this disconnection with the whole other half of me, the half of me, you know, where where my ancestors are from in Russia. And I, I've never been to Russia. I don't know the language. My mom was really adamant growing up that she never wanted us to go to Russia. She had a lot of, I think, just fears or biases about, you know, since she grew up there during the Soviet Union, that she really didn't want us to return and not to know the language, which has been like a grief for me throughout my life of, you know, feeling cut off and disconnected from a whole half of my culture and a whole half of my lineage and really discovering my identity and and feeling like I have a place here in America, but yet this whole other side of the family has never lived here, has never stepped foot on these lands. So I don't know if other people who are first generation American or have parents or grandparents who were born in a different country, if you can relate at all. But I've kind of been exploring this feeling of not even realizing that I actually was missing this other half of me because, you know, I'm American. I grew up in America. Most of my, you know, all of my family that I know of, like my grandparents on my dad's side are all American and, you know, their generations have been here for their, their lineage has been here for many generations. 
But I've been recently learning more about my Russian ancestry and my Russian lineage and have been learning such interesting things, one of which is that my great-great-grandmother, so it's my grandmother's grandmother, I discovered that she is an indigenous Siberian. So she grew up in Siberia and we have a photo of her where her features look very Asian and we knew that she was Siberian, but we didn't know you know, where she was from or what tribe she was from. And we've been doing a lot of research into what tribe she might have been from. And we think that we may have discovered she was part of the Samoyed tribe. And that's not totally confirmed, but we're like 90% positive that she might be from that tribe. I think it's called the Nenet tribe in Russia. And these people are like Siberian indigenous tribes where they thrive off of hunting reindeer and shamanism comes from some of these lineages and I just find that so fascinating and so cool that I have such a direct connection to an indigenous tribe in Russia and Siberia and being connected to shamanism because it kind of makes some of my interests make more sense. And then I also discovered that another great-grandmother of mine was a midwife in the early 1900s in Russia, right before this, the right before 1917, so right before the revolution. And she was a midwife assisting births and, you know, studied to be a doctor. And I'm thinking, oh, if she was studying to be a doctor, you know, there probably wasn't a lot of pharmaceuticals back then. She probably was working with herbs and she probably had a deep knowledge of herbs and used herbs as medicine. So yeah, that just made me feel really connected and really like I'm continuing on the lineage and just, yeah, I would say I recommend to anyone out there if you feel called and I feel like you can only really dive into it when you feel called because if you're not called, I, I don't think you're ready for it. And it took me a while to feel called to dive into my lineage. But when you feel ready and when you feel called, it's truly the most like magical deep work there is because it truly just makes you feel at least for me, it makes me feel so grateful to be alive, so grateful to have come from so many people and, and really just like to comprehend the miracle that it is to be alive and how many people, how many people had to survive in order for me to be born. And it also just deepens my sense of belonging, of connection, of feeling at home in my body and in my being because I feel like yeah, there's this phrase that keeps coming up for me and it, and the phrase is, it's not just me. It's not just me. And I want to talk about an experience that I had during this Soul Sister Retreat Weekend because that phrase was coming up a lot during that. And I think it connects. I, I, I didn't know that I would be starting off this episode talking about ancestors, but because it's just so deeply present in my work right now, connecting to my ancestors, this feeling of it's not just me, kind of takes the pressure off and kind of widens the net of what's possible and kind of removing ourselves from this me, me, me ideology and really realizing that we're so part of something bigger. We're such a part of something deeper, something greater. And to think about all the people that came behind you and then thinking about you in the present moment and then thinking about the generations that will come after you is just such a beautiful way to deepen and soften into life. And yeah, in my journey of grief, of healing, of processing childhood trauma and realizing that I had a pretty traumatic childhood. I had a lot, I had a lot of 
pretty traumatic experiences. And I've shared about some of this in some of my story in previous episodes that you can always check out. But yeah, I just, you know, and unpacking my life experiences and kind of flipping my worldview upside down and finding this deeper connection to earth, to the land through herbalism and through learning about herbs and then also connecting to my ancestors has been just really key parts of my healing journey. So I always want to share with you what's been working for me in case it inspires you to dive into your own ancestral lineage or dive into herbs yourself and discover how the plants can help heal and support you. So... Let's get into, I want to recap this Soul Sister retreat weekend because there is nothing I love more in this world than spending time with women and being in sacred space and sacred ceremony with women. It is honestly one of the best, most magical feelings in the world. I feel like being with women that are really deeply connected to themselves just helps me understand myself deeper. It's such a beautiful mirror to see the way that your friends see you and to kind of reflect that back on yourself. And just every time I'm with women in like a ceremonial, intentional way, I leave feeling like anything in this world is possible. I feel like I can make all of my dreams come true. I feel like, you know, there's so much magic here. And it's such a stark contrast to how I feel in my daily life where, you know, you're just doing the mundane things of going to work and, you know, doing a lot of this work on your own. And it's just so magical when you can come together with a group of intentional women and see each other and celebrate each other and honor each other and serve each other. So, I know I've spoken about this a lot on this podcast, but two years ago, so December 2021, actually, so yeah, two years ago in the fall, I was on this solo trip throughout Central and South America. I went to Mexico, Guatemala, Peru, Costa Rica, and then ended in Puerto Rico because I was invited to teach a creativity writing workshop at a retreat in Puerto Rico hosted by my friend Britt Olson. And Britt has been on the podcast before. We talked about, in her episode, we talked about the Puerto Rico retreat that was upcoming and we talked about Saturn Returns and intuitive eating. And I actually just had Britt on another episode that is gonna come out in the next couple months where we talked about motherhood because since that retreat, she has stepped into motherhood so beautifully. But anyways, I, it's so funny to like reflect on the last couple years of my life because if you don't know, if you aren't following the moon cycle or the eclipse cycle, we just had two really big eclipses. So we had one solar eclipse in Libra in mid-October, and that was the start of this new series of eclipses. So depending on Earth's axis, you know, we're on different nodal points of the planet, and I'm sure an astrologer could explain that better than I can, but from what I know... For the past two years, since November 2021, we've been on this Taurus-Scorpio axis. So all of the eclipses that have occurred have been either in Taurus or in Scorpio. And we just had a total lunar eclipse in Taurus um, just a few days ago, October 28th. And that was the final eclipse of that season. And 
the first eclipse of that series of that Taurus Scorpio axis started in November 2021. So a lot of astrologers were saying that, you know, reflect on the last two years of your life, reflect on what was going on in November 2021. And then how are you closing the loop, closing the cycle for this last lunar eclipse in Taurus? And it was such a big moment to reflect on these last two years because I have moved through so much in these last two years. So like I mentioned, in November 2021, I was traveling throughout Central South America. I think in November I was in Peru and then Costa Rica. And I had no idea what I was doing with my life or, you know, I, I, I just had no direction. I was feeling really lost. I was just starting to unpack some of these childhood experiences. I was in therapy for the first time and was really just on a journey of reclaiming the lost pieces of my soul and reclaiming the truth of what really happened to me. So I was going through a lot of grief and feeling really lost. And all I knew on this solo trip that I went on, I was kind of like I was diving into the unknown and I had no plan for what I was doing or where I was going to go, but I was just going to trust and follow my intuition. But all I knew is that in December, I was going to be you know, working at this retreat in Puerto Rico. And I just felt like even back then, as I reflect, I, I felt like that was my North Star. It felt like that was guiding me to something. Like I had no idea what was happening, but it felt like this retreat was like at least something that was tangible and real and that I could look forward to. So we ended up having the retreat in Puerto Rico, in Rincon, Puerto Rico, which is a lovely little spot in December 2021. And at this retreat, I met some of the most incredible women. So some of the women I met, I'll mention them by name, Shannon Keating, who is also on this podcast and who is incredible and such a light. Jess Urseg, Erin Panzarella, who was also on this podcast, and so many others, but Jess, Erin, Shannon, and then my beautiful soul sister, Ashley, who we had met online like a year prior and became really quick, close friends online, but then we didn't actually meet in person until we met at the retreat because she knew that I was working at the retreat and wanted to come. And so I got to meet my soul sister, Ashley, who I've lived so many lifetimes with at this retreat. And we just had a magical weekend. And it's just so funny looking back because without those relationships in my life, these, these women, like these women have changed how I think about friendship, how I think about my purpose, how I think about my gifts and how I think about my service. And these women have held me through such dark times and they've I think they're one of like the first times where I've cultivated friendships that just feel real there's no hiding there's no bullshit there's no drama there's just truth and you know being seeing each other as our highest selves and it's such a gift to find friends like that like I truly didn't have many friends I've been blessed where I've had a lot of really good friends And yeah, just friendship is something that I've been really blessed with. And I've had a lot of really close friendships and a lot of close soul sister relationships. But I felt like with these friends, it was the first time where I could just show up truly as myself. And I knew that I was going to be accepted and that, you know, even if there was something where we had a disagreement or we saw things a different way that we could process through things and and really speak our truth and yeah, just want the best for everyone. So I'm so grateful that 
that retreat really did lead me to some of this, you know, this community of women that really got it and really saw me. And yeah, I just felt so, felt so seen and felt so heard. So throughout the last couple, you know, two years since that retreat, I then moved to Michigan. I went through this whole grief portal, which I've shared about on the podcast. I got engaged. I planned a wedding. I went to South Africa. I, you know, hosted my bachelorette in Mexico. I went to three other weddings when I had previously never been to like any weddings before. I went to three other weddings. I went to my, I was a bridesmaid in my, one of my childhood best friend's wedding. So I went to her bachelorette and her wedding and then had my wedding in June and then went on my honeymoon in Mexico and then, you know, was in Michigan for the summer and then moved to DC. So it's been such a whirlwind of the last couple years. And if you haven't reflected back on, you know, what was going on in your life in November 2021 and then a couple key months that you can look at because these were months where the eclipses were happening. So I think the dates were November 2021 then May 2022, October 2022, May 2023, and October 2023. So if you can reflect on just themes that was going on in your life, what was happening, and then kind of reflect on how this last eclipse was kind of closing that cycle and allowing you a chance to step in to your future self and your dream life. And, you know, even though once you're listening to this, the eclipse might have been like a week ago, you can still always reflect and journal and process on all that. So, yeah, as I, you know, I feel like I feel like I'm in this phase of closing this cycle out and unknowingly we scheduled a soul sister retreat weekend right in the middle of the eclipse season when we planned it we didn't know that it was going to be eclipse season but of course life is always happening for us and it's always so divinely guided and so we unknowingly had this retreat booked in san diego and i actually like felt this calling to have this nourishing soul sister retreat weekend because I wanted to get together and be able to share our gifts with each other because we're blessed that this group of friends has so many intuitive and spiritual gifts. My friend Shannon is a human design coach. She coaches teen girls on body image and self-love and confidence and self-acceptance. And she has a company, Babes Rising, where you know it's a membership platform for women of that age for mentorship and support as they navigate their young, young adulthood and young womanhood. And then my friend Ashley is an incredible ceremonialist and photographer and has just such an artistic and creative eye. And then my friend Jess is trained in Ahai, which is like an energy healing technique. My friend Erin also is trained in energy healing and the Akashic Records and has such a deep connection to spirit and the realms beyond. And... I just knew that like if we came together and co-created a weekend where we could share our gifts with each other, you know, this would open up avenues for future retreats that we want to lead. So after actually when I was on the plane from my honeymoon, we spent had our honeymoon in Mexico in like the Tulum area. And on the plane back, I started to write down visions of things that I wanted to create or manifest in the next months or at the, you know, till the end of the year. And something that was really coming powerfully is this retreat weekend. And 
I just wanted it to be a nourishing weekend where these where us women could get together and create healthy nourishing meals together, spend time together, help each other, you know, manifest our deepest heart's desires. So that was the intention of the retreat weekend and it just happened so effortlessly. I, you know, told my friends about it and everyone was into it and it was awesome that three of there were six of us at this retreat. And three of them already live in San Diego, so it felt like San Diego was the perfect place. And I have such a love affair with Southern California. If you don't know, I went to college in Southern California in Orange County. I went to the University of California, Irvine. And it's that, that land, that place just has, a, has such a special place in my heart. California, truly, I, I stand by the statement that I think it's one of the most beautiful states in the United States. I just, yeah, if you've ever been to that part of the world, you know how special it is. So we ended up booking this beautiful retreat house in the hills of San Diego, a little more inland, and just like had the most beautiful, beautiful weekend. So like I said, we the intention was to share our gifts. So my friend Jess did an Ahai energy session for us. My friend Aaron did an energetic healing session for us. My friend Shannon led a chocolate making workshop where we got to nourish ourselves making yummy chocolates. Like I mentioned, Ashley is a photographer, so she photographed pictures during the retreat. She also led a cacao ceremony. And then I led the first live workshop of the Poetry of Plant Magic. So I've mentioned this before, but the Poetry of Plant Magic is one of my upcoming courses, my upcoming writing workshop, where we learn about herbs, we learn about the physical, spiritual, and energetic benefits of the herbs, and then connect to the herbs deeply through journaling and through writing prompts and poetry. So this is a course that I'm going to be teaching online, probably like early 2024. I'm not putting an exact date on it, but it's all unfolding perfectly as is. But I was able to teach the first live workshop that was so beautiful. I had a few herbs. So we had rose, damiana, red raspberry leaf, and lemon balm. And we got to taste the herbs, sense the herbs, really ground into our bodies, and then learn about the physical benefits of the herbs, the spiritual benefits, and then kind of journal reflecting on the qualities of the herbs. And then at the end, we all made intuitive tea blends from those herbs so that the girls got to take them home and bless them with their intention. And it can be a beautiful, supportive, healing, feminine, nourishing tea for them, which just that work lights me up so much. It really inspired me to think about other places that I could host this workshop. And so I'm already thinking about perhaps hosting a couple workshops in DC before I leave. So if you're in the DC area, reach out to me because I'm really thinking about hosting a couple of these live tea tasting, herbalism, knowledge, learning, and poetry play and poetry writing and connecting to our creativity. So that's really exciting and it felt really good to just bring it to the girls and get that feedback. And like I said, I will be hosting it online early 2024. But another feature of this retreat, and this is something that I really want to touch on, is that, like I mentioned, Ashley, who is just such a beautiful soul, she did photo shoots for us. And she and I did a naked photo shoot, which uh, I like, where do I even begin with this experience? Because I really want to share 
just stuff that I learned and went through during this experience because it really felt revolutionary as a woman to let myself be so vulnerably seen not only in front of another person in front of Ashley who is someone that I really trust and just deeply have that connection with but also a camera and allowing myself to be seen in these photos and allowing my essence to be captured was such a beautiful experience so yeah, I even like talking about like, ooh, a naked photo shoot. I feel like, you know, people might think of boudoir or like a sexy photo shoot. And that is not what this was. It was not a sexy photo shoot at all. It really felt like Ashley was capturing me in just my truest form and in my most innocent form. And it was such, yeah, I like, I kind of want to go through like the whole experience and how it happened. So yeah, let's just get into it. So like I said, we're in this beautiful retreat house. And, you know, as I'm exploring like my connection and my relationship to nakedness, I've been on a journey with it because nakedness is something that I kind of grew up around. Like I feel like I was around my mother who wasn't shy about her body, wasn't shy about being naked. And I feel like I was naked with my siblings. Like we would take baths together when we were really young children. And I feel like I just grew up in this household where nakedness was generally not seen as something disgusting, not seen as something shameful, just seen as something natural, you know, being naked as us in our most natural form. And my mother had all all of her kids at home and most of the kids were like present for the home births. And I am number six out of eight, so I don't remember my brother's birth who is just two years younger than me. But I do remember being present for my sister's birth, who was four years younger than me. And, you know, I wasn't in the room as my mother was giving birth, but I was, you know, down the hallway where I could hear her screams and I could hear the baby coming out. And I know that, you know, some of my older siblings do remember all of the births. And so I just feel like that was generally a culture in our household. So I grew up feeling comfortable with being naked. And I know... It's, just, it's interesting to even reflect on like nakedness because it's such a natural part of us and all of us have naked bodies. If you're listening to this, you have a naked body, but it feels like this is kind of taboo because no, no one ever talks about this topic or, you know, what's it like to be naked and not in a sexual way and not to deem your body as a tool for sexuality, but just your body as a natural living, breathing thing. And just a, being a human being in your most natural form is being naked. So... I have been known around my friends that like, I love being naked. I'm comfortable with being naked. It just feels natural to me to be naked. So (laughs) a lot of my friends have seen me naked and maybe you haven't seen your friends naked, but maybe you should. No, just kidding. Only do what you're comfortable with. But yeah, I I think that that is kind of part of my history of, of the way that I grew up, that I am more comfortable being naked than I think most people generally are. And I actually, I was a nude model a couple years ago. This was when I was living in Connecticut. I was like a nude life figure model for this art class in Connecticut. And I would go to this like basement in the middle of nowhere. And there was all these old men who would then draw my naked body. And as I reflect back on that experience, I'm like, what the heck, Leia? Like, what what were you doing? And I'm giving love to my younger self because what? Why? But yeah, I've had the experience of being naked and just being naked in front of other people. And it just, it was always, you know, I feel comfortable or I don't feel comfortable. Yeah, 
the nude model thing is a whole thing. I remember I wrote a blog post about it and people were like, wow, you're so brave for like sitting naked and like allowing yourself to be drawn, which yes. And I'm like, yeah, maybe that wasn't the, maybe the, wasn't the greatest situation to put myself in, but it was fine. Anyways, I'm going off on a little tangent, but that's all to say that, you know, being, being naked does feel natural to me. And when we were at this retreat, I was kind of sitting naked in the sun. And then my friend Ashley grabbed her camera and she wanted to take photos. And we had kind of loosely talked about it before. You know, it wasn't like a total surprise. Or like, oh my gosh, don't take pictures of me. You know, I was very open to having a naked photo shoot. And anyways, we started to, you know, have this photo shoot, but it felt more of like a conversation. Like it felt very natural. And Ashley was asking me questions about my body and, you know, where I felt like, you know, what parts of my body did I love the most, most, what parts of my body did I celebrate? And then what parts of my body did I hold judgment and shame around? And something that has been really big for me these last couple of years is feeling like all of my shame really sits in my belly and feeling like Throughout my whole life, I always felt like my belly was too big. Like I feel like my belly was just one of the deepest insecurities that I had. And as I've gotten older and I would say like more sedentary, you know, having a nine to five job where you're sitting all the time. And yeah, I just feel like in the last couple of years, I feel like my belly has really grown. And I even developed stretch marks on my belly, on my lower belly, which felt like such a shameful thing for me to see these stretch marks emerging on my belly because usually women get stretch marks when they're pregnant and when they're growing a new life and their belly is expanding. And yet here I was a woman without children and I had not been pregnant and I was growing stretch marks and I was feeling so shameful about the stretch marks and just like, how did I let my belly get this big and my belly's too big? It's taking up too much space. And yeah, just feeling so much shame around my belly. And I hope that as I, I like, I, I'm like, wow, I'm really sharing these vulnerable, tender parts of my body and how I feel my about my body and viewing my body. And I hope that you can listen with an open heart and kind of reflect on the parts of you that you feel uncomfortable with or you feel shame from. So as we're kind of going through this photo shoot, we're talking about, you know, the places that I feel shame and I'm touching my belly and like really holding my belly and trying not to feel any disgust by touching my belly. And like, how sad is it that we feel disgust sometimes when we touch parts of our body. And so I was really getting intimate with my belly and like just reflecting on like, how come it's okay for a pregnant woman to have a big belly, but it's, you know, any other person who has a big belly, we kind of look down upon. So I was allowing myself to be photographed with my belly and in the sunshine. And then my friend Ashley, the, the property that we were staying at had a trampoline. She was like, why don't you go on the trampoline and jump around? And I'm like, oh my gosh, like me jump around naked on this trampoline where all of your things will flap and you know, every, all of your body is just there jumping. And uh, I wish you could see these photos because we, she guided me to this trampoline and I felt myself just kind of like let loose and play. And it felt like I was like reconnecting to my inner child and the joy of just being a human who has a body who can move and who can jump and who can play and who can feel joy in my body. <sighs> I feel joy in my body. 
And so she was photographing me there on the trampoline. And then after that, we were taking more photos. And again, this property, it was so beautiful, but it had this beautiful outdoor shower. And I got into the shower and she photographed me taking a shower. And that was so interesting too, because it's like, you don't realize, you know, when you're taking a shower, you are naked and you're cleaning your body. You're spending time with your body. You're touching your body. But typically when I take a shower, I don't think about how that looks or I don't think about, you know, how I'm touching my body. But with her being there witnessing this, the camera witnessing this, I was really like, you know, in tune with, okay, how am I cleaning myself? What am I touching? Like, how am I embodying my body right now as I let this water wash over me and cleanse me? So we took some photos in the shower, which was super interesting. And then there, then like I got out of the shower and the whole time she's taking photos. Like, honestly, it felt like a therapy session. It felt like a body therapy session. So then after the shower, I put on this towel and then the property had this like beautiful couch outdoor area that literally looked like you were in Greece or somewhere in the Mediterranean with these like pink flowers and these blue vases and like these blue cushions and it just was so gorgeous so then I was sitting on this couch with the towel draped over my body and I just like I felt like all the walls just kind of dropped down and she was asked I forget what prompts she was asking me but she was asking me questions and then the phrase dropped in it's not just me it's not just me And what that meant to me in that moment when I was allowing myself to be photographed after I had just gone on this whole journey of touching my body in front of a camera and really spending time with my belly that I felt so much judgment and shame around. And I felt like it's not just me. I'm not the only person in the world to have a body. I'm not the only person in the world to feel shame around my body. And I'm just, I'm just one of many. And I was thinking about my ancestors when I was taking these photos because I was thinking about how, how would my life be different? How would I view my body differently if my mother or my grandmother or my great-grandmother had photos of themselves like this? Like if I were to look back on naked photos of my mother or my grandmother or my great-grandmother how would that make me feel? How would that change the relationship to my body? And I felt like it would be so, I mean, it would be kind of like revolutionary to have these photos and, and just to see myself as a woman with a body. And so I was thinking about, you know, how special that would have been if I were to see my great grandmothers like this. And then I was thinking of myself as a future ancestor and thinking about these photos that are, you know, capturing a moment in time, capturing me as a 28-year-old woman who's just discovering life and who she is and who she wants to be. And it's capturing my body at this moment and how my body is going to shift and change throughout my life and thinking about myself as a 98-year-old woman. And, you know, I've been spending a lot of time with my grandma recently who is 98 years old. And thinking about if I was 98 and if I was looking back at these photos of myself as a 28-year-old woman, like how would I view these photos? And I was just feeling like, wow, I would probably have so much gratitude for my body and how capable my body is. And yeah, then then just thinking about like, what if my future children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren discovered these photos and 
It was just such a beautiful realization where it felt like I didn't have to personally hold all this judgment and this shame towards my body and towards myself because it's not just me. I'm not the only one. I am one of many. I am part of this great big human family and I am one of many who has a body and how blessed am I to have a human body. So it was like, it, it felt truly like this photo shoot experience with Ashley felt like an experience that was like rearranging the cells of my being. And it felt like such a healing moment, not only for me in my life, but it felt like it was a healing moment for my ancestors, for my lineage, for the women who came before me, and that it was a healing moment for the women who will come after me and to live so radically in a human female body and to love my body. And I can't say that I'm there yet to say that, oh, I love my body because I'm still dealing with feelings of judgment and shame around how my body looks and wanting to change it and feeling like I need to work out more or feeling like I need to eat less or, you know, all of those thoughts that we as mostly women deal with, but honestly, everyone. Yeah, it just felt so, so radical. So that experience in and of itself was like life, life, I don't know what to even call it. Yeah, ancestor healing, future generation healing, earth shattering, but also so mundane and so beautiful. And all it was was just me allowing myself to be photographed while taking a shower, like the most mundane thing that you can think about. So that was a beautiful experience, but then I was feeling really nervous about seeing the photos and witnessing my body because, you know, I had had the experience of, you know, just being naked out in nature and allowing myself to be photographed, but then actually witnessing the photos. So Ashley is a genius and she edited them really quick. And I think it was one of the last nights that we were there uh, on the weekend and she showed my photos to my friends. And so I got to have the experience of allowing other people to see me. Like I was watching my friends see the photos and I hadn't seen my photos yet, but I was allowing, I was watching them. And that was such a beautiful healing experience because I feel like if I had just seen the photos, you know, myself first, I feel like I would have had these moments of shame or judgment or, you know, I'm not supposed to look like that or it's not okay to look like that. Oh, look how big my belly looks in that photo. But instead I got to see my friends see me and to see their genuine reactions. And I got to see myself in their eyes. And what I saw was like, no judgment, no shame. They weren't looking at my body and thinking her body's too big. They were looking at my body and saying, wow, Leah, this is the most beautiful photo I've ever seen. You look like a goddess. You look like Mother Earth. You look like like a Venusian statue. Like You look like fertility embodied. You look like creativity embodied. And seeing their genuine reactions was actually healing such a deep part of me to really just see myself mirrored in their in their eyes. And so that was honestly like such a cool thing to kind of, yeah, witness other people witnessing you. It was so beautiful. So then I got to later, you know, me and Ashley had this like private ceremonial moment where we got to you know, look at the photos together. And Ashley had written me, written me this beautiful note where she just, and I know that like Ashley sees me with such love. So I feel like if Ashley sees me with so much love, like how could I see myself with so much love? So then we were looking at these photos together and I actually didn't feel the judgment or the shame that I thought I would feel because I, 
it doing that whole experience. And I think having those steps of like being embodied, having Ashley there, having the friends witness the photos first, then I feel like by the time that I got to see it, it felt very neutralized because it felt like, again, that feeling of it's not just me of like, okay, I'm just looking at a human being living in her body and I don't have to hold all of this judgment and shame that I've been carrying. So yeah, I, we looked through all the photos and like, you know, I wasn't thinking, oh, I, you know, my belly looks big or I look ugly or like any of that. And now I have the photos, my possession. So we had that moment where like Ashley and I got to see them together. And then I have, you know, I have them now and I've been reflecting on these photos. And when I look at these photos, there is still that judgment and that shame that creeps back up of like, oh, wow, this is what my body really looks like. But then also just softening again into that fact that it's not just me. And yeah, really bringing that into the feeling of what will I think when I'm 98 years old and looking at these photos. So yeah, it was, I am like, I'm kind of speechless now because I, I I wish that every woman could have that experience. And especially if you're a woman who've experienced sexual assault of any kind, especially if you're a woman who has had shame around their body, especially if you're a woman who feels like you have to look a certain way or be a certain way, which honestly is probably all women, most women. And I wish that every woman could have that experience because it truly was like, yeah, I feel like the effects of this photo shoot, the effects of this time spent together with my women, with my people, will continue to ripple out and affect my life forever. So all of this to say is that I do cannot recommend Ashley enough. She holds such a safe space and is just so dropped in. And just, yeah, the space that she holds is like feels feels profound and feels transformational. So if you feel inspired to have Ashley take photos of you, you can reach out to her at Ashley Creatrix on Instagram. I'll put her information in the show notes. And then if you want to see a sneak peek of some of the photos that we took, you can look on my Instagram at Leah Van Doren. And I shared, you know, one of those photos that I was talking about where I was wearing the towel and I was thinking about my ancestors and my future my the future generation of ancestors and me as a future ancestor i posted that photo because like i said a towel was draped over me because i couldn't post the naked photos to instagram as much as i would have liked to not kosher but yeah yeah if you want to check that out if you want to check out her work and then yeah that's i i wanted to just come on here and share that story with you because like i said it feels so big And also it feels so small because it feels so big to release judgment and shame that we've carried around our bodies and of being a person in a body. And it also feels so small because all of us have bodies. We are all a body. Like we all have a body. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have a body. And what a beautiful gift it is to have a body. So uh, that feels really, really good. And as we're wrapping up this episode, I just want to say thank you if you've been listening and if you've been enjoying season two so far. 
And I would really love to connect with you. So if you heard anything in this episode that you really resonated with, I really encourage you to send me a DM at Leia Van Dorn on Instagram. Or you could graciously, if you were so kind enough to leave a rating and review, ratings and reviews really, really help a podcast get seen by more people. And it also just helps me keep going and know that people are behind the mic and are listening and that this is impacting them and affecting them in some way. It allows me to have more courage to be more open and more vulnerable and have these really important conversations with you all. And I'm just so grateful for you being here. And I know I've been talking about this on the last couple of episodes, but we do have the Creative Soul Practice coming so soon. I'm putting just the final touches on it and it will be available so soon. But the Creative Soul Practice is for you if you want to start a daily creative practice. So it's a seven-day guided writing meditation series that will take you through each day with a writing meditation and a writing prompt that will be 20 minutes or less. So you can get it done in a short amount of time. It can fit really perfectly into your day. And you can do some of these writing prompts that I teach on my online workshops and my in-person writing workshops and really allows you to connect deeper to yourself, to your creativity, to your creative soul, and really just start to reconnect with the joy and the magic that is writing and allowing writing being that mirror to yourself. So yeah, the last thing that I'll say is, you know, I've been reflecting, you know, now that I'm back in my own space and I just had this beautiful weekend with this woman and and this experience of seeing myself naked and being witnessed by them, I feel like it's bringing me deeper into a self-love journey and really, you know, clearing anything that made me not love myself. And, One of my greatest purposes here on earth is love and love in all forms. So love for others and love for self. And I think that's most of our purposes if we're here on earth, but also in human design, my incarnation cross, which your incarnation cross is kind of like your purpose. And I have the right angle cross of the vessel of love, which is all about embodying love and love in all of its forms. Love for life, love for others, love for self. And I feel like anytime that I'm guided deeper into love, then I'm guided deeper into my purpose here on earth. So... Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening to this nourishing episode. And I hope it inspired you just to unpack some of the things about your own shame about your body and, you know, reflecting on these last couple years and the eclipse seasons and what that was teaching you in your life. And then also your magical sign to book a trip with your friends and to have be in ceremonial spaces with your friends and to find women who really see you and who support you and who honor honor your gifts because after spending time with people like that I just feel unstoppable and I feel like I can and am able to embody all that is me the good the bad and the ugly so Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for leaving a rating and review if you feel called. And thank you for listening. And we will catch up 
in the next couple weeks where you'll have some more amazing interviews coming. We have one coming up on microdosing and using mushrooms and psychedelic medicines for deeper healing. We have one coming up on soul-led living and embodying your purpose. And then I'm also going to be sharing a wedding recap episode soon all about the wedding, all about the things that I learned from the wedding, which I recorded like a couple weeks after the wedding. So it was fresh after the wedding, but you'll still get that medicine. And like I said, the Create a Soul practice will be available soon and stay tuned for that and always reach out to me. You can reach me at Leah Van Dorn. So I will see you soon and I love you so much. Bye-bye.